All right, all right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 73. Keep the family close. Um, special night tonight. We're on Tuesday. Uh, so hopefully a lot of people jump in and join us because uh, Thursday's Thanksgiving. But uh, fellas, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, yo, yo. What up? What up? All right. Tuesday night. Everybody, uh, everybody ready for Thanksgiving? Do we yes. really celebrate Thanksgiving, you know, like, <laughs> or is it just a get together? You know, what I'm right. I mean, you know well, is it even that? Is it even that this year? Right, no, it's not even that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Superfly, how you doing, brother? I'm I'm good, man. Uh, under the circumstances, I'm, you know, making it and and trying to make it work the best way I can. You know what I'm saying? I understand. CB. Hey, man. Um. It's uh, it feels good to be back in the seat, you know. Yeah. It was different watching uh, watching and listening from that's, the sidelines. That's week. right. Was, that's right. You know what? Fun. Yeah, we are gonna get to that. E, what's good? Welcome back. Like CB said, good to be back in the seat. You know, feels like home again. You dig? Yeah, we here. We here. You know. Oh man, that's what's up. Um, so y'all, if y'all enjoyed your time over at um, Hot Seat Podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Sean, Earl, those guys, uh, great hosts, um, showed us a lot of hospitality. Uh, I mean, it's fun. It, it, it was a, it was a good time. I thought uh, I thought it was successful all around. Yeah, and then uh, we know y'all were watching in the comments. Uh, and me and Superfly, I think we we held it down. Um, Dave and uh, Eric, you know, we had a good show, as you saw. Uh, we had a lot of interaction in the comments, so. Hopefully yeah, the comments were lit, man. Hey, yeah, y'all was a big part of that too. <laughs> Last week uh, on that show, so you know, I, I I was a little little extra in the comments. You know, I apologize from the West Coast. I mean, look, it is what it is. It is. What it is. But uh, you know, before we get started, I, I think I told you I had I had something to just to just talk about. And I, I can look. I can go solo screen if y'all don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> Oh, we can put you in this or whatever. We just, I look, I'm just saying. Go solo screen with it there. Go solo screen? Look, I mean, look, I'll do this. this. Y'all got no disclaimers that, that like, the, the thoughts and opinions of... Uh, okay, look, that's why <laughs> I'll start with that. Look. Those are Kaleo. <laughs> thoughts and opinions of what I have to say has nothing to do with these fellas. I told them I had something to say, and I'm going to say, look. So, this past week, I've been going... My IG line, you know, chat has been whatever. My IG has been blowing up. There's different pictures and stuff of people I see. And to me, it looks like we're living in normal days. I look at people's IG posts, and I don't see pandemic. I don't see people quarantined. I don't, I don't see any of the stuff that we're supposed to be doing if we ever want to get out of this. Because let's be honest. Even though there may be a vaccine, you don't know when you're going to get it. You don't even know the the repercussions of what happens eight, nine months to a year after you take it, right? You don't know this. And simple instructions of they've been preaching to you since March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, wear a mask, right? Social distance yourself, right? 
limit your interactions with how many people you have. You know, we even went to the point we created a bubble. You know, if you have to be around certain people, because I understand it's tough not to be around your family, your best friends, you know, whatever. So, you know, we did this thing where we created a bubble. The people that, and in the bubble, it's trust, right? You have to trust that people on the other side of, the, of your bubble, they're doing the right thing. And that including and not bringing in people that they don't know what they're doing. You just create a circle of trust, right? That's what that um, the movie with Ben Stiller, family yeah. circle of trust, right? But so I, I see something on my IG, you know, and this guy, I'm not gonna get no names on that. I'm, I'm gonna say a guy because it is a guy. Um, he posts some, he posted up some videos and pictures of him at a seminar, right? Money's Ponzi get rich quick seminars that's so fucking important right now where there's a hundred people in a room no none of them are wearing masks but they're in the room motivating each other to get business sales and hey, then man, later these, on that night they're gonna pay for themselves man right <laughs> then later on in that night they're around the table drinking and having fun and all white oh they're having an all white party now And this is why one of some of the reasons, because there's ignorant motherfuckers like this out here keeping me in the house, not seeing the people I love for Thanksgiving because they want to be selfish. Right? Because you don't know what's going on out here, but you see these people out here doing this. And the first thing you say, well, yeah, I must stay home for Thanksgiving because of people like this. People who can't take simple instructions to get ahead of what could be coming. We could have been past most of this, most likely. If people just do the simple things. That's all I'm saying. But no, you want to post. And it's not just this person. There's other people. Barbecues. Your birthday party, you turn 27. Is that a big year? Do you need to have a birthday party at 27? Out back. Just having a good time, hitting pinatas and shit. Is it that important? I'm just saying. Sound like I'm giving Jerry Springer's final thought, but it, I could be. But I'm just I'm pissed off because of the ignorance of others and the selfishness of others that I'm spending Thanksgiving in the house because of negligence of other people. Right? That's all I'm saying. And that's right. So, Thanksgiving. We've already started taking, talking about that. Uh, what are you guys' plans? <laughs> well, I'm canceling my big, you know, Thanksgiving extravaganza, <laughs> cookout, blowout. <laughs> I mean, I was going to Superfly's house. You know right? what I'm saying, right? We had to turn up, but now, like... <laughs> I guess he don't want to. You see him at the conference now. <laughs> I guess we can't have that no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up this show. Look, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, look, you you can agree and disagree. 
And I'm not talking about anybody. Well, the, the one thing was in particular about somebody very specific, but anybody watching, if you feel guilty, if the shoe fits where it, that's all I got to say. Okay. Thanksgiving. Now, I believe all of us are, I know for sure we're all doing the right thing for Thanksgiving. Now, any of you guys cooking for Thanksgiving? We're getting a cater. Nice. Nice. That's smart. I thought about Boston Market. This, uh, those sweet potatoes, though, that's just amazing. Where are you going? Uh, Ruby's uh, Southern Kitchen, I think it is. It's, it's over here in Bowie, like right, right down the street, actually, from um, uh, Hardy's. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know Ruby's. CB? So we have been getting COVID tests over the last two days so that we can actually go home because my grandparents are in town. So uh, we're doing that along with actually agreeing to mask up in the house because um, that's what you have to do in 2020 to uh, get together for these things. But uh, I'm, re I'm personally responsible for bringing stuff. So that is my job to bring, bring the stuffing. And uh, honestly, it's probably going to be store bought because um, I'm not even going to act like I'm going to be out here making stuff from But That's Hannah. That's my baby sister. That's not my game. Yeah, you. E. Man, you know, just the just the norm. I don't even think that. I think that the. Thanksgiving or Turkey Day, as I like to call it, is just, uh, you know, I, I think you have the norm. You know what I mean? It's not much. It's almost like a normal Sunday family gathering you dig. And you have to, I think this year is just going to play much into that. You know, you you go to the to the family that you know is being safe. And, you know, that's, that's like the, that bubble part, you know what I mean, where you keep that family or that, those friends that you know, ain't out here risking it all just to have a little fun, you know, that could be laid up with the rest of these people. Right. You just go about it that way. Uh, I think, yeah. I think, I think, you know, they want to do something a little different. You know, we always try to add a little something, you know, other than the yard bird. So I think some, some ribs or something like that, you know, that's, that's my, that's my, that's me right there. And uh, I think my dudes are trying to put me on the hams this year. Uh, you know, okay that well so okay yeah normally we have a uh like a big thing our thanksgiving or thursday you know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever you want to call it is usually like it might be like 80 people in a house you know what i mean and like it was it's usually a huge kind of gathering one of the few that we have during the year and one of my in my family so this year is definitely going to be different and i'm sad to see you know, that we won't even be able to have, you know, some of these things that you kind of cherish and you don't know if this, you know, when you're going to see your relatives again, some of them are getting up there in age, you know what I mean? So it's a, but you're trying to be safe and do the right thing. So, you know, this year we're definitely doing it differently. Just basically my immediate family is who's getting together. But And truthfully, that's, that's what triggered my rant because I was feeling a certain way for a while. Like I knew the right thing to do was, you know, obviously small gathering, I mean, the bubble or stay home. And then you just have to, you have to hunker down at a certain point just to see what's that, you know, to, 
to see, you know, to fight for another Thanksgiving, right? Um, but yeah, I, at this point, I, I've I got it off my chest. That what I had to say, but I, I think that you know, there's other ways. You know, there's Zoom, uh, there's Streamyard. There's ways of doing it, and um, you know, we I, do I'm have having... a family Zoom call planned. Like it's... that's one of the things that we were discussing today. Because yeah, we're doing the same thing. Like you were talking about, like we the normal people that we would be getting together for you know an event like this is it's just not the same in 2020. That's smart. Right. I mean, I, I agree with that. I agree. Um. I tell you what, I will miss this year. Thing like turkey bowls, like E. You yeah. know how the turkey bowl we get together with Noel. I actually hit him up the other day. He's like, "Yo, where's the turkey bowl? I got my, I ain't got my group invite yet." He's like, "See me on Madden." <laughs> and so I'm like, "Yeah, that, that makes sense." Um, but then I think this year I definitely, outside of getting together with my fan, I think you know the turkey bowl, getting up at like six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, meeting at a field. And just playing football for a couple hours, just getting that workout in, because you know later on in the day, you know what it, what it's going to be. The thing this year, I will miss the turkey bowls. Um, I kind of wish I had the foresight and I was into gaming like that to plan like a turkey bowl tournament, like a Madden turkey bowl tournament. That would have been yeah. legendary. Damn. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> always Christmas. It's always Christmas, right? Um, right. We, so this just is for my end. We're getting, we're getting started early. I know we're here because Thanksgiving is Thursday. We're on Tuesday. But um, whatever you guys decide to do, you know, just be smart. Be safe. Uh, and I, I don't. I know these three guys that I associate myself with have been or are doing the right things because we talk, you know. All right. Uh, up next, Joe Biden, is fine. he's finally getting the keys to the house, right? I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, he's finally being briefed on daily briefings. Uh, he's He can start, like I guess, finally transitioning into the role of being president-elect, upcoming president in January. I think that's finally, obviously smart. I mean, after what, two recounts and the same results? Are you surprised that we came back with the same result? It's it's time to How transition. How many times can you lose the same state? Exactly. You do you like to lose like that? We're like, nah, let's just make sure. Let's count one more time just to make sure I lost. But finally, we have some a path is set. It's clear. Transition is beginning, and we'll see what what Joe does. I mean, I have heard that you know we could do a as much as a month. <laughs> I've heard we can have as much as a month shut down. <laughs> Want Joe Biden? Need Joe Biden? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, transition is happening, which is good. So if he got to shut it down. Shut it down. I mean, that's where it's leading to anyway. Um, DC is finally pulling back some of the reins. I think they're down to like no, like five people outside now at a restaurant or something like that. Or it's pretty soon as it's just lead is leading to the way where only leave out for essential stuff. Phase one essentially. Uh E, you gonna like this one. Um, what do you feel about the Lakers reloading the free agency? Yep. Do they do they do good? What was there? What what do you grade them on that? A minus. Uh, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. 
and the, <laughs> and the only reason why I didn't give him an A plus. Still, one more person out there that I talked about with y'all that is kind of miss on is shooter. Corver's out there. He's sitting in the corner while either AD or LeBron, you know, go to work. They gonna have to, they gonna have to break, defense gonna have to suck down on him. You dig, and then that, that's the kick out. My thing is, you got KCP, which is good. You got Caruso. We brought back Morris. I think the um, I think the addition first is is money. You talking about actually have the last the, the two guys in the in the six man talk on the same squad, either coming off the bench or starting is is instant buckets, but also defense. You know, one thing that that the Lakers pride themselves and how they get out and run. Um, you know, I if lack of better term it the fact that he needed to I, I kind of hated to see Rondo go but I understand that it was you know he got his ring now to go get his money uh White Howard was absolutely he was looking for a multi-year contract with both um McGee got, got three so you know it's time to, you know get his money and you know we gonna run it back. and and definitely I say this and it's not just because I don't like the Clippers but I don't even think I think it's is going to be uh, the average or 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 the Denver Nuggets. That's what my prediction is in the Western Conference. Well, well I respond to that real quick. E, you kind of choppy. I don't know if you you got buds in or something. Um, was he choppy to y'all? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead, say something. You ready? Well, about now. There you go. Go ahead. Uh, I agree. A minus. Yeah. I, I, um. You had to get younger at that position. I mean, it was great great to keep Rondo, but Truder is essentially almost the same person without the the playoff Rondo kind of killer mentality. But you never know. LeBron has always made his his guys step up to play to another level. Um, I, I find it absolutely hilarious that none of these guys, Rondo, who could have took a mid-tier payday to go play with a, a contender, he doesn't want to play with Kawhi or, or, or Paul George. From that statement going to Atlanta, I'd rather play for Atlanta and get paid, come off the bench still, instead of being a, a starter in the basement. Not speaks a lot. Did you hear? The, did you hear about the contract? So that 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 the Clippers was trying to dish out to CP. I think I think Chris Paul had to, he thought about going back to the Clippers. Rondo was trying to go there, but they weren't trying to pay him nine million a year or, or close to that. So you talk about. All their money is tied up with between Kawhi and Pandemic P, right? So after you go through that, you still got you got Patrick Beverly, you got you know uh, Lemon Pepper Lou, but then where 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 are your you know where are you at with it after that? Like you know, and them losing uh, Montreal, like that that in itself is gonna. I mean, Zubox is a beast, but he's only a beast until somebody shows that they're more athletic than he is. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I ain't even concerned about the Clippers. Like, we talk about the Nuggets and how they didn't have to do no no movement and still a high, you know, a high contender on the West. Uh, they lost. They lost uh, Key Peace, right? They lost Grant. Where did he go? He went to Detroit. He signed a big deal in Detroit, and I thought somebody else had left, but they did. They lose. Um, I thought they lost someone, but I know Grant. Went to Detroit. Uh, Detroit actually had got a couple of big pieces, um, but I, when it comes to, to playing, I guess the two games you really have to 
prep for is Milwaukee because of Giannis, right? And then Denver because of Joker, right? As far as big men. Oh, yeah. Can can Gasol handle that role or do you put AD on him? Nah, he, he's there for six fouls. <laughs> he's there for six fouls. He knows that's why he's laughing. He's there for six fouls. He's also there to stretch, right? He he's a he's a great passer like his brother is, right? So you now have a facilitated big man that even if whoever's on him is gonna have to guard him out on the perimeter, which again, the the thing that you look at what happened over the over time was the Lakers they dictated the game because they figured out what the weakest link on the other squad was and they and they went against it. Pat Beverly is the weakest link on the Clippers, regardless of how absolutely, good, absolutely. as good as he is as a one-on-one defender. Once you start posting them up, now you got to bring somebody over. You start kicking it out. You got shooters, right? You can't do that. So I hear what you're saying as far as, like, Giannis. But for him to lose, now I will say that he came by getting um, Holiday. But, you know, again, I don't know if that's enough to get them over that piece of whatever else is going to be out there. I just I just don't see it. All right. Okay. Um and Mark Keith decided to stay. Of course, why wouldn't? Why would you leave? I mean, you run that back. If they want you, you stay. You run that back. Obviously, um, he's got like a career high in three point percentage. Right, exactly. Um, and he's down. I mean, and I don't think the Lakers are done. I mean, because there's probably going to be some smaller pieces that are probably going to get cut, and they'll just they'll fill in as they go. But this right here, if you take LeBron out of that starting lineup, it allows for them to at least put up to to be competitive. For the nights that he's going to take off, because obviously, at thirty six, going to be thirty seven in a month. Oh no, he'll be thirty six in a month. That he, you know, he can't without a six month break. There's, there's no way in the world you can expect this guy to put up seventy plus games. I, I got stay one. healthy. I got one for you, both both CB and Superfly on on this one. Sajada, Sajada, native DC team. Here we go. So, <laughs> I'll see that. Wall wants out. Now, me and CB had a sidebar, and he was just trying to understand, right? Like, clearly you could have two pieces that, that you build the, the camp around. My thing is, I never thought that Wall was that piece. Why? Because he's almost like the new age Russ, right? He's he, He'll pass the ball, but he's a scorer. Now, he's not a shooter, which Russ is really not a shooter either, but he'll get you buckets, right? So you need something that's more facilitated around a – uh, like a, a old a old school Phoenix type of ball that DC couldn't do. So my question is, who do you pair with Bill to make sure that he? I'll jump in first. Who actually wants to come to DC? That's the thing. So because like, we can't act deal, like we've been getting right. You know, free the, agents. The straight up deal is the is the trade for Russ because of the contract situation. That you put Wall. That you give you given Wall. And can can Russ and and Beal work together? I don't know. I mean, not triple double every night, Russ. That ain't gonna work. No, exactly. Um, and Wall's value has dropped tremendously. I mean, he's he's been gone for two years, and he's almost last past three seasons he's had a, a significant injury that he couldn't allow. He couldn't finish the season. So. I mean, I don't know who you plug in there, and then it's just not attractive to come to DC. I think another layer that's that's occurring here is as well is 
you have these, uh, you're going to have like uh, the teams that are going to be able to make moves that have the embarrassment of riches, right? Like your Lakers, your Brooklyn's. If you're in a big market where you can get TV revenue, like you can, you can win. But if you are a small market team or a non-competitive team that doesn't get high TV ratings, you know what I mean? They're not, they're, all those owners are going to try to minimize their, the money that they're putting out over at least the next year or so. So you're going to see these teams, these super teams get even better, I think. And unfortunately, DC falls into that, that rung of, you know, not really competitive, not really getting a lot of TV revenue. So you would think that's that another part of it. The nation's capital will be a big market city, right? That's always been the. But can't nobody go outside. Like it, it would be if we could have day parties. Like <laughs> it would be lit, but <laughs> it's not right now. <laughs> okay, hold on. So, so, so let me let me counter that, CB, and I, I want you to answer this though, right? Mm-hmm. From what Superfly said, I, I would agree about a year or two ago. However, Denver, no national like TV games built the way that they are. Legalized marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess what that's I, the key I, difference. No, and I, I understand that sometimes. But here, here's the other question, right? If everybody reps where they from, right? You got Kawhi, who's from LA, said I always wanted to play for the hometown. You got Pandemic P, I always wanted to go back home and put on a jersey, which he never really wanted to put the Lakers jersey on because he knew he couldn't hold up to it, right? Russ, Hart, like all of them would probably try to come home at one point or be close to it. There's not one player on the DC team that's probably from there. And you would have thought that KD would have show, set a precedence. And my, and, my, and my thing was, you go back home, if you would have put KD and Bill together, and even if you would have kept Wall, that would have been a better OKC type of three than what they had in OKC based upon the um the conference that they was in. Could you imagine that? That would have been crazy. That would have been um, crazy. Ebony it in the comments says DC is trying to attract overseas market. That's they've true. Been, a lot of, a lot they've of guys on the team right They've been drafting these foreign dudes for years. Yeah. And, and I do have some renewed hope because there's a new regime, you know, picking these players now. Um, and I actually like Rui's game uh from last year, the the dude from Japan that they drafted. Um you know, he played college here, but like, yeah, they're, they are, they've been drafting these dudes from overseas and the track record hasn't been good. So it's one of those things where hopefully because of the change in the front office that they've had over the last couple of years, that that's going to change some of that. Um, but you know, like it is one of those things where we heard what KD said, you know, like, you know, he, he loves DC. That doesn't mean he wants to play here. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it, it is different from a basketball standpoint to say, oh, I want to go back to New York or I want to go to LA. You know what I mean? Like, at least for, especially, you know, people that are in our age bracket, like, we still have fond memories of like Madison Square Garden actually being a place to go and have a hard time playing in. You know what I mean? Like, so I can understand some of those other cities. But it, it hurts as uh, a native from, of the area that, you know, people like we're not really a free agent destination. You would need a, a player like a Durant to make that conscious decision to be like, yeah, no, I'm going back because 
you know, and it's not to say that there aren't other great players from like PG that could come home and like actually spark some interest, but you know, no one's doing it. Also, like you gotta be like, oh my bad, go ahead. Okay, don't go ahead. Like LeBron James is really the only player in this whole generation that's been able to, I mean, shoot, in re- in my lifetime, who's been able to go home and win. Like the fact you gotta be LeBron James to do that. <laughs> You know what I mean? I just don't think like like yes, Durant is a tremendous player and tremendous talent. We all know he's not LeBron James mentally. Like he can't handle that that weight. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even think it'd be good for him to do that. Uh although it'd be nice to see somebody from, you know what I mean, from the crib come back. But he's not the dude to do that, you know. I mean, if if you've seen that um Documentary Showtime about all the basketball players from PG County. Something in the water. Yeah, that that went out. I mean, if you put all, a lot of them on the Wizards, I mean, that would that would make that that would be an attractive market to have all those guys on that team. But again, it's just fantasy. We know you're all, you all know that's not. Good. Yeah. Also, your money don't go as far here. That's the other thing. True. I I, I just I, think that like there was some marketability. When the backcourt was healthy, when Wall and Bill were both yeah. healthy, there you did have the chatter of, "Oh, this is one of the best backcourts in the league." Like Absolutely. you had some of that, and no, you can't imagine that John Wall is going to be the exact same dude that he was, you know, two years ago. But at the same time, the only reason why you would say Wall asked for, like, you know, the team came out and said he hasn't requested a trade, but. They, his name was out there in the Russ discussions. So, like, yeah, you can understand. Like, it's not like it came out of the blue. Like, this dude heard his name supposedly in trade rumors. And all of, you know, a lot of top athletes are going to be like, oh, well, that you're, if you're saying you don't want me like that, then yeah, let me loose. You know, like, not saying that it's right, but it, you know, it's either way, it doesn't feel good. I, I think- the police chief doesn't want to stay in DC. Uh, I saw this before we got him. Yeah, he he's going to from Prince William County. But look, I, I think I think that the lineup that DC had, and I know we just turned this into you know a DC talk because we don't need to worry about the Lakers. We we good on it. <laughs> <laughs> Playoff time next year. But anyway, what I'm saying with DC is, be, and and just be like just a fan in, in general, right? Just like you said, with Wall Bill, and then a young Ubre who was like that that Swiss Army knife. And then you Man, had, I miss Kelly Oubre. That Porter that was getting better each year, and yep. you missing that centerpiece, which really, but that's I think that's where they fell off, right? They were still trying to stick with the uh, traditional center when you needed Same more. A? Yeah, which you needed more of that that four, that new age four. And then to be honest with you, I feel like that was the piece that that really was harboring them from like not really making it over to like where you would get to a, a third or fourth seed in the East. And, and to be honest, that type of ball with that type of backcourt, that's that's like the, the East Coast version of like Dame and and uh, and McCullough, where you right. had that combination where you only needed one more player or, or a solid one or two that was going to get you at least to, you know, possibly the conference final. Yeah, losing so, Ariza was a big deal in that whole thing. Like, yep. that, that was when it began to fall apart. And I was going to say, I mean, the, the Bullets slash Witches have had really good teams. At that point, like you said, maybe one piece or just great coaching 
to take you to that next level. I mean, unless we we had the Paul Pierce's here, even in a later later part of his career, he was he could have been a, a veteran for them. We had Karam Butler and the uh, uh, Arenas Mash duo with Jamison. We had some some fairly decent teams that just couldn't get over the hump. Um, LeBron, but then like they all it's goes, literally so- like LeBron, like yeah. he's the hump, like. That's all these it's like, MJ like was. almost all these great players, you know, like outside of like a handful of teams, you know, they didn't get they're not getting any success during this era because of LeBron. Like right. that's the thing. Like Arenas, like, yeah, he could have gone down not as pew pew, but, you know, as <laughs> Hibachi, one of the greatest scorers of all time. But he, you know, he couldn't help the team get past LeBron like in the playoffs. And that's where it counts. Um, so the season starts next month. Yeah. Uh, think right before Christmas, right? Or well, it's Christmas Day opening day. 22nd, uh, 21st. Yeah. So it, le- it leads into Christmas. So we'll right. see how long they can go. As of right now, they don't have plans for a bubble from what I heard. Um, but that will change quickly. Uh, I trust and believe. I know Toronto's playing in Tampa, right? Right. So it'll be interesting. Um, and this last piece I'm going to talk about before we kind of Getting getting to some things, um, we probably ever rarely talk about wrestling, but uh, I want to definitely give a shout out to the Undertaker for sure. Thirty year long career has one gimmick; like he didn't have to switch in and out. Like once he found that piece of, once he found that and made that character, that was him. Like there would never be Brandon. What's good, brother? Um, there will never be another Undertaker. So he, this past Sunday, uh, E from OT show said the knees let Arenas down. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He was always having knee surgery. But yeah, um, Undertaker, third-year-long career. He debuted at Survivor Series. And this past Sunday, uh, he came out and did his final farewell, just kind of you know burying the character. So one of my favorite gimmicks and wrestlers of all time. So I look forward to that every year at WrestleMania for the streak. Um, I teared up a little bit at 30 when he let Brock break the streak. But, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, shout out to Undertaker. And hopefully, you know, and you kind of felt it coming because it started for years. He had went into that gimmick like outside of like when you saw him out in the streets, that's who he was. Like he was, he was the Undertaker, and you never, you never believed that he was anybody else. So, one all right, the, y'all. One of the okay. top, top three best entrances in uh, ever. Oh my god, of, of all time, exactly. And that, yeah, that's what you used to look forward to that at WrestleMania. Now, tri- oh, Triple H is old now too, but those entrances gave you that that feel. Absolutely, the casket matches and all that stuff. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. Legendary. All right, y'all. So I said a lot, and now hopefully Superfly can give us some healing with the five minutes of funk. Everybody's watching. All right, y'all. Theme. Five minutes of funk. See if y'all can get the theme tonight. Let's go. Is it because they're family? I would say family. Family matters theme. Family, yeah, I would say family is the, yeah, family is the theme. So right, y'all got it. Y'all got it. There you go. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job.
<laughs> Yo, man. All right. It's this an ego. We lost E. Okay. Yep. The family members dropped. He's like, see you. <laughs> oh, there he goes right here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Thank you, Superfly, for that. Um, so let's uh let's get into some discussions. I know we uh talked about this. So everybody watching right now, our part. And let's boycott the Chappelle show. You may be asking why we're boycotting Chappelle show. I'm gonna tell you in a second. If you don't know, look up the hashtag boycott Chappelle show. Um, and as creators, we I, I, I feel just like he feels. So if you don't know, Dave Chappelle is behind the Chappelle show, right? That's that's his show. Uh, and if I don't know if you watched SNL a couple weeks ago, but in his monologue, he hinted around to Chappelle show being on Netflix uh, and all the HBO Max that stuff and um, and Comedy Central. You know, you, so you can it's available to stream. But then he also said that he wasn't getting paid for. It. He hasn't seen, he hasn't seen a check yet, right? So then uh, he did a I guess a comedy. It was part of a comedy bit he was working on because he released it on IGTV. Uh, yesterday or today, and he was saying, he, "If you haven't seen it, watch it. Go, go to Netflix. I mean, IG, and look, ha, look up the hashtag, or go to Dave Chappelle's personal IG page. The, I, the TV link is right there. Watch it. Uh, but pretty much, he was saying that he felt robbed. He was being robbed. Like his intellectual property, his idea, his show, with many other backing, you know, partners with him." were being robbed. They weren't getting paid. They aren't getting paid for the Chappelle show being on these streaming services. And you will think, you know, well, Dave had a big check, right? He got a, a big check before he walked away. Well, he also explained he never got that check because he walked away and he had signed the contract, right? So he's telling everybody to... Uh, to uh, not boycott the network, but just don't watch, don't stream the show, because now there are there are no really streaming laws. Or back then when he signed a deal, there's no streaming laws or anything. There was no streaming, yeah, because there was no streaming. And so now he's getting the raw end of the deal. Um, and just think about how big Chappelle show was, right? Even like the the thing was like when the show came out, they didn't even have the. The the thing that really made the money was the DVD sales, and that wasn't even uh, that was more of an afterthought when the show was being created. They had no idea how big the show was actually was or was going to be, and no idea that they were going to sell as met as many DVDs as they did because right. that's how good the show was. So I mean, not even just a streaming like he you know out you know outshot the expectations on the dvd sales or all the revenue they just didn't see coming and you know what i mean just didn't plan for that not that i'm not trying to create an excuse for you know what what he's gone through at all or what they put him through i'm not trying to right. do that at all but no absolutely not and then he also said that the people who were in charge back then probably aren't in charge of these companies now and they yeah. have no idea that he's getting a raw deal you know a short end of the stick he's not getting paid for these things but he did. He did say that Netflix. He went to Netflix and told them how he felt about it, and they took it down immediately. They 
they wanted the relationship with Dave more because he's been putting out all his comedy um, events exclusive through Netflix. Yeah, and he's probably been drawing in all kind of revenue for them for that. They've and had a big investment in him. Exactly. So why why ruin that relationship and throw him a bone? Like, look, if you want us to take it down, we'll take it down. And that right there, he said it made him feel good. So there you have a relate, probably a long lasting relationship because you, it didn't make him feel good. You could have made tons of streaming money off of it, but the relationship is more important, which is incredible. But like they're still on uh, Viacom, who owns Comedy Central, correct? And HBO and all that, back, uh, uh, Cinemax and all HBO Max. He's just saying, don't watch it. You know, he's saying, if you're not going to pay me, I'm going to take it back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to know your power, man. And that, I think to me, that's the biggest lesson in all of this is, you know, understand he understands the power he has, obviously, because he's willing it right now. And the, the second thing is like uh, and I posted about this a few maybe last week or something like that. Like DJ Scratch had posted like, you know, I, I got tired of asking for a seat at the table. So I built a table. You know what I mean? And that's really got to be the mindset of creators now is you got to own the entire, not just the content, the process, soup to nuts. You know what I mean? Distribution, um, you know, the the rights to license it. You know what I mean? And you just have to own every piece of it until someone's willing and make somebody pay you for if they want to, uh, you know, take it. So, I mean, to me, we can all learn a lesson from from what Dave is showing us right now. Right. And the his genius is just unmatched this time. Like you, you went to the backstories of him beginning being a comic, a comedian, or whatever. And he said he wrote a good joke, and he let somebody older than him borrow the joke. The guy said, "Can I borrow that joke?" I guess the guy went to another comic club and made that joke his own, right? And they met back up at another club a couple of weeks later. He said the guy had went on before him and did the same joke. And he's like, well, that's my joke. I want it back. And he said, being what, 17 years old, the guy got in his face and said, what are you going to do? I can just take it. So then that was one of his learning lessons of just don't let anybody take your property, right? And then he went into a three-car Monty, you know, story as well. I'm not going to give too much away. It's only, it's only an 18-minute video, but the moral of the story is we should definitely be paid for the work that we've done. It's an infuriating thing too, man, when you do when you do work and then don't get money for it. You know, I have experience where I did a um I did a I took a gig off a friend of mine, a DJ friend of mine, to DJ at a, a local pool here in Bowie, Whitehall Pool, naming names and everything. <laughs> so uh they had a crab feast, right? And the night that do you remember that night they had that we had that crazy storm? And Ellicott City flooded. Well, a couple of days flooded a couple of the times. The first yeah. time, the very first time that it completely destroyed like the downtown area of Ellicott City. Anyway, we it was a torrential downpour here too, right? And basically I had to stop playing because it was there was a crab feast outside at a pool. So I had to cover up all my stuff with blankets. I had thousands of dollars of equipment out there, right? And basically I wasn't playing any music, like it was pouring down rain. And I had it in my contract that stated, you know what I mean? Like if it rains, I'm not, hey, you have to keep me covered at all times. And if it rains and I don't feel, or I don't feel like, you know what I mean? My, my equipment's gonna be in jeopardy. I'm at liberty not to play, right? 
And basically the people tried to tell me, now mind you, this is Bowie. I'm a, I'm a taxpaying citizen in this community. You know what I'm saying? They, they told me that we didn't sign your contract, so it's not valid. And we're not going to pay you. I'd already set up my equipment. I've been playing music for probably about an hour and a half at this point. And it was so they knew it was it was so janky that the other guests at the pool pulled money together and gave me what I would have gotten paid out of their own pockets. Wow. But that's how foul, you know what I'm saying? And and that's how, and it's an infuriating thing to just do something like that and then just have people stand in front of you and just be like, no, we're not, we just gonna carry you. You know what I'm saying? After you've already performed the service. Right. Crazy. The best part of that was the the Prince, you know, situation, which, like you said, not to give it all away, but Prince had been talking about that for years. You know what I mean? And if you think about his genius in the music game, but how infuriating it was for him to say, this is how they treat us, that it, it still doesn't hit that Prince went through that. Somebody of that great mindset can go through something on, on that on that magnitude. That's what you know, that whole thing about contracts and, and, and owning your own masters when, you know, you look at how the contracts are, are written, like you said, just read it. It's almost like you're not even a real person. You're an entity to them of just for services. And when they want to use it, they'll use it. They'll profit from you when they're done. You know, they'll let you go. And if they decide to bring you back, it's only if you're making them money. You know what I mean? And that's just... You know, that's the whole part of ownership. I said, I think all of our parents has been, you know, spewing that ownership on us, whether it's house, land, whatever, because then you call your own shots. You know, you don't have to worry about somebody pulling the string for you or you being the puppet to somebody else. Even like in the contracts, they state artists. They don't even state your name. They state artists or, you know, into property or whatever. And then at the end, you talent. sign your name, talent. You, know, right. you sign your name at the end. Um, but yeah, that's. That's deep. Like, so I heard Prince in an interview one time say, if you don't get it, I'll tell you this. What if I told you I don't own the rights to Purple Rain? My biggest song, I don't own the rights to it. Do you get it now? That kind of thing. Like, something that you've created, created. no matter what it is, and someone else owns it, and they can market it and do whatever they want in front of you, and you you're not getting no no bread off of it. Yeah, man, definitely. I mean, I've been thinking about you remember that that girl who said the word on fleek or whatever? She created that word and it just like completely, you know what I mean, blew up, went viral. She don't own the 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 money to or she didn't own the the content that she uploaded to that platform, which was I guess at the time, what was the seven second joint that used to loop? Uh, yeah, to Vine, and she gets no credit for like creating the word. You know what I mean? Like, or the dude, the ocean spray dude that was like skateboarding or whatever. Yep. You know, he he luckily he got paid from you know ocean spray, but they didn't have to do that. You know, right? That's just it's like the exact opposite example of what we're talking. <laughs> you know, about. exactly. Like, the company actually, you know, making did good, good business. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. And and I, I think that's a little bit too what goes into I mean, what the Joe Buttons podcast is dealing with. Buttons was like, yeah, no, like at this point, I, I've seen what you're offering as a company, and you know what worth I've brought to Spotify, right? What what worth I've brought to you, and this is what you throw at me. I got to bounce. 
this is, you know, and you're making, if this is what you're offering me, I know you're already making 10 times more than that. And he was like, it wasn't even about a huge payday. You know, offer me stock. He said, I've been sitting around, he's been sitting around within six months of his negotiation term, and it waited to the last two weeks before his contract was up to approach him, right? Something like that. And they, they came out and they just threw money at him. It's like, no, absolutely not. You know, offer me stock. That's the longevity and everything. Give me give me part of the company. But if not, you know, that it's, it's all about ownership. And and on top of that, that would to me, that would tell them he's invested. You know what I mean? Like right. he will be he will have incentive to make sure that your organization grows and they don't have that. Uh, I guess either they just don't want to give up that much or they just don't, you know, believe that you would be invested that much more into it, you know? Right. Right. And, and with and real quick with the with the Dave Chappelle thing, he said he pitched HBO the Chappelle show. And they, their response, he said wasn't even a kind no, not right now. I don't think it was like, well what do we need you for? That kind of that was their response when he went to them. He said he never forgot that. And so he said he hit them up. So well, what do you need me for now? Which is why, like now that I'm probably like you're, you're making money off of me, and that's that's. I think you know he's definitely a lot of. I mean, Dave is is. I mean, if you think comedy right now, you think Dave Chappelle. Most people think Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. Like those are the like your main kind of guys as influencers right now. And I think Dave's got enough following to where like that not a stick because a lot of people probably are in the same situation currently. Or they don't want to be in that situation, and you're like, yeah, you know what? That's that's not right. And they're always thinking in terms of what money they're paying out right now, not thinking about what money you're going to lose by not having this relationship for over the next ten years. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they don't have that long term. You know what I mean? Logic around that. Imagine how much money Comedy Central could have made if they had ten seasons of Chappelle Show. Right. They kept trying to replace it. Like every exactly, year, yeah. you know, there was a new Can't show. Feel, right? like, exactly. All right, well, this is kind of like Chappelle show, just with, you know, another person or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Two yeah. other people in certain cases. Like um, uh, uh, Vice has been trying to replace Jesus and Mero ever since they bounced. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> haven't been able to haven't been able to figure that out. Right. You see where it comes from, though, right? Like you go, you go to the the source of it all. I mean, you want to split it up. Look at Viacom, right? And that's the same situation that Nick is dealing with, right? They want to they want to offer DC Youngfly eight figures to be the next Wild and Out, and he was like, "For what?" So y'all can do the same thing that y'all exactly. And then it and the fact that they, like you said, they throw a number out at you because they feel like well, everybody has a number, or your worth is only worth this a certain amount when. If if he can sit there and say, well, you was gonna offer me eight figures, and that just let other people know that that's how much I'm worth. So, what you don't think they're gonna do when they come out with a better deal and probably probably more so some ownership or something that's gonna let me do what Nick did, which was bring all of us in, give us jobs, and everybody fed off of that. Everybody's eating off of just coming on wilding out and doing other stuff. Right. Like, like, who's doing that? You know, and that it, it seems like we took that on. When you think about it, the, the Adam Sandler, right? He used to have all his boys in every movie. You all happy yep. to get all of them. They all in his movies, even if it's a small role. 
it would took us a very long time to get to the point where we started seeing the same cats that was like dealing with the same homeboys, you know, whether it's in Kevin Hart's movies or if it's in Dave Chappelle, you saw the same cats and you realize that's, that's where we've been missing out was bringing everybody with us so that they can grab a piece of something else and go do your own thing, create your own lane after we build this together. This is some bullshit. Like I said, at the end of the day, until we own a radio station or the actual, you know, the platform that, that, that shit goes on and actually put the money into it on the TV side and the radio side or just communication side, we really can't. I mean, you can be mad at but me, be mad about it, but you just got to go get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I just again, as, as, as me as a creator, all of us, I mean, we are something else is is a product of you know being creative it's it's a it's a thought process that we put in in a paper and we get up and we create a show every week and to put yourself in a situation of you know somebody pulling it up for, you know pulling it up from under you and say hey no you can't do it no more you know or you can't use that name or whatever you know it, it kind of you know you feel definitely feel Pain for all creators, like you know. So you got to make sure you protect yourselves and make sure that everything is right. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, as we transition, uh, let me let me hook you up right. <laughs> hook you up right. Oh man. All right, well, we at that time. We're going to go ahead. You know you know what it is. It's a holiday edition, if you will, turkey day edition. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and real sweet to the point. Pop, she ain't got to cuss me out about this one. CB, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, right, you still going to cuss me out. CB, you might feel a certain way about this because you brought up Earth. But I'm going to go ahead and say, is it just me or is the weakest side dish for a turkey day Hands down, depending on where you're from and what you call it, is stuffing or dressing. It can't stand by itself. I mean, that is true, unfortunately. You gotta yeah, of the common, it is probably the weakest one, but it's delicious. It is. If it's done right, it's delicious. Like- and it's something that, because the way that I enjoy these types of meals is I'm getting a lot of different dishes in one bite. All on one. Yeah. Right. And so like the stuffing is a it generally is an essential part of the sandwich or or bite whatever it is. But you're right. It, it's not like mac and cheese. Like I'll just have mac and cheese as a meal by itself. But then you show up at Thanksgiving and it's a side dish. And yeah, it's I, you know, even the store bought, which I'm gonna be uh, partaking in this week. Oh, Roya <laughs> might have got you on it. Oh, ah, oh. Well, first of all, if you gonna say cranberry sauce in itself, <laughs> dish that's that's a sauce. That's a that's a that's a uh, a condiment, right? Yeah, condiment. <laughs> that that's that's just like if you were to say, depending on like gravy, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you. It, but that's the thing. You either put the gravy on the dressing, or you put the cranberry sauce on it. But you don't eat that shit straight up. You <laughs> and then when you make your sandwich, you make the sandwich. You still put either a little bit of gravy on there, or you put a little bit of cranberry sauce on there. You can't eat that shit straight up. Everything else on the plate, you can literally sit there and have it 
next plate up by itself, you're not going to go put another thing of dressing on there and go cut another little slice of cranberry sauce and mix it. Nah, you're not doing that because you got to have something else with it. If you ate it by itself, and not to say that everybody's shit is dry, I'm not going that route with it, but it would be the equivalent of eating a damn Popeye's biscuit by itself. You know you're going to need something else to help that go down. I can risk magnet. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and see, but that's that's your little sister on the line. Like, tell her I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> think because you got to bring the the dressing or the stuffing, but right. you should not about to eat it by itself. That's how we. That is how kind of how we stuffing is. CB was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna get it from the store, like store yeah. top, <laughs> and no, nobody have no objections. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody says who's making the stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like potato salad, or you know what I'm saying, mac and cheese. Only serve that's that's like a elevated level of right. dish, and you better not fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why, <laughs> and, and it's not like, and this puts it into perspective. Like, oh. I didn't choose stuffing; I was delegated stuffing. <laughs> you know what I mean? They see me. She coming for me, bro. I'm right. <laughs> that's my mentor. Listen, I, I want I want to be able to be invited to a to a family gathering. I don't know. I have me though. She might say I can't come. Uh, tough crowd. Tough crowd. Um, I enjoy stuffing. Like I said, I cannot do without it on the plate. I mean, I can't. It wouldn't do be it. the same. Yeah. Without it. Right. And but this is thing. So like when you think about like Thanksgiving and like Christmas dinners, like. It's almost like a compliment. Like you have to have it. Um, so, and then I mean, I have it all. So it's Dave Chappelle said he got excited when his boy invited him over for mom making stove top stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> somebody, Dave somebody. Chappelle, he he'd probably be uh, actually supporting my decision. <laughs> Come on, pops. You know that's not the case. <laughs> oh my comments, comments, comments. All right, all right. Uh, copper drop. Uh, uh -huh. So this is week's copper drop. Let's get a picture of it up. Take a take a look at it. I actually like those, but uh, CB, go ahead, give it to us. So these uh, Air Force Ones are a collaboration with G Dragon, um, the like super ultra famous Korean pop rap star over there um he's i this is not his first nike uh but this is a um basically a collab with one of his clothing imprints and uh, it's got some pretty dope details on there it's actually one of those sneakers where you can buff the the like outer layer off and there's a design underneath um, really? right so like it's pretty pretty like I, i'm a big fan 
of that. But like, what's the outer layer? Um, is it the white part or is yeah, something? Yeah, the, the outer layer is just you know like a you know old school, wow. you know white Air Force One with a black check. Um, but underneath, it's pretty cool. Like it, it's a bunch of different colors, um, and they, I, I don't know how limited these are going to be, but I know that um, this you know G Dragon's like a, a, he's like a, a global superstar type guy, so I can imagine these being kind of tough to get. They run two hundred, right? When uh, what are they coming out? Uh, uh, these are these are dropping um, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sneakers app. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, most people will will recognize that that price tag is double what a normal Air Force One price exactly. is. So, uh, you know, for a lot of people, I'm sure that we're probably just fine, just rocking a crispy fair, pair of fresh whites. Um, but for the people that are either fans of G Dragon or you know just love all the different Air Force Ones that are out there, this might be a cop. Right. Um, I'll go. Uh, I'm a cop. I'm gonna tell you this: the, the top picture when you see the black laces and the um, was that a flower on there? Whatever yeah. that is. Yep. As soon as I saw it, it, it made me. It reminded me of um, the movie Beach Street. Just how the break dancers used to wear those with the thick rope laces. Kind of like that, so it, like it looks that. like a looks like a breaking shoe for me. So it does yeah. remind me of the superstar, like the you know what I'm saying a superstar with the Adidas superstar with the black with the fat laces on. That's what it really looks yep. like to me. Absolutely. About you, E. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to drop because of it looks too much like the superstar, right? Like it's 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 almost like if for all of that, I'm just gonna go rock the classic Adidas like that. You know what right. I mean? And not to say that the shoe is not not there but i think it's because it has too much of a appeal of the superstar like i i just can't you know what i mean it's almost like i tried to recreate it but on the nike level compared to just right you know rocking the you know the, the og so that's me right gotcha all right um and, and we all by the way we took l's this week um prayer for uh, it's it been a nice good uh shoot we actually did for the top of drive last week the the, the duncans uh, they actually have another name to them too, but um, all I know is we all we all tried and we all failed as a team. <laughs> yeah, we did. So at least we stay consistent with things. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's transition to uh, Bro. the soul. Well, the go ahead. can can you just identify that as a team we are we are like oh for something right about now. All like I mean. All of us have, were in that were in the group discussion, and all you saw was nope, nope, and there's pain emojis, crying emojis. Like it's it's really been bad the last hell. I think this whole month has been an L, to be honest with you. It's been tough. <laughs> A moment of silence for our sneakers app. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hope you won. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that uh <laughs> it's pain, but uh who's who's up first? Actually, hold on. I, I so Pops, forgive me. I forgot to send a picture, but I have it on my phone, so I'm gonna show Pops is uh the silhouette he, he sent me. Go to the you gotta big. put yourself in the big screen. I put me on the big screen. You're right, you're right, my bad. Yeah, I got my back. Wow. What's that cup? 
What, what's that color? Are those the Jubilees? Believe so. Wow. Okay. No big deal. Not that we already told the story about us catching that L together. <laughs> For L. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, my bad. Yeah, I was a. Uh, you, you were getting ready to go. All right. Uh, I, there's nothing that's going to like take the L away from, you know, your feeling other than just, you know, a nice little. <laughs> and, and it. Uh, damn, these comments are getting. Brutal every week. (laughs) 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 Shit. Um, All right. So, uh, took an L. But one thing about this one was, um, been a while since, you know, we uh, all, you know, kind of had All-Star Weekend. And uh, it's been a while since I've been to one. However, uh, this pair came out a couple of years ago uh, when they had All-Star in New York. And they did the uh, the Lady Liberty tens. Yeah. Uh, and it, like, I just felt like the color was dope. It, it almost gave me clearly that that Tiffany blue, which is what I've been looking for. It's just a nice kind of uh, that silver is not. It's not like that kind of shiny pop at you. Uh, the black kind of like tone helps it out. And again, just a little inserts of the of the uh, the blue on the shoes is pretty dope with the the gold. Jordan on the back, so yeah. The ten is super comfortable too. I love that. Might be like my favorite Jordan to wear. Yeah, tens are dope. It is. It is. It definitely that. Um, I got the stats at the bottom. Yep. See, I wear that. I still might try to cop those city. There's a city pack that came out like I don't know, probably about five, four or five years now. But they had, I think it was Tokyo. They were like all black and they had that same kind of blue on the mm. bottom, but they were all black and had like a clear sole and then that like that like real electric blue looking joints is dope. But I, I those I do remember that pack. All right, uh, Superfly, you coming to play? Nah, not tonight, man. I, I ain't had time to prepare. All good, it's all good, it's all good. So, um, as some of you guys might know, my brother got married uh, two weeks ago, and. Um, me and him, we essentially collect sneakers together. Not very many people live with their brother. Not very many people can wear a similar shoe size as their brother. So it makes it a lot easier when trying to get certain pairs. If you know, you can split that price, um, that, that helps. Uh, but so he knew ahead of time, unless he was going to tell me something differently, I was going to be getting him (laughs) that I was going to be getting him a pair of shoes. Like he knew that I was going to be getting him some sneakers and he didn't oppose that. So I knew immediately which pair I was going to get. The Air Max one is his favorite uh, sneaker uh, silhouette of all time. And these dropped earlier in the year. There was a Amsterdam pair and there was a London pair. And these joints, you can see it's like the river ramp on the back. This is uh this is corduroy. Different you got different uh like suede on here. Got the mini check. Can never go wrong with the mini check. Cool little uh cool little detail there. And on the tongue. London, nice. London says Air Max. And so 
Um, this dropped with a pair to represent Amsterdam, and Ryan really loved these. The Amsterdam ones were the ones that I really liked, but for, you know, as a wedding gift, um, I was able to actually get these for a not too unreasonable price. So, um, but wanted to bust these out because these also have, you know, now they have some sentimental value because of, you know, what they were for. So. Oh, congratulations. Um, congratulations. The clean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jordan Box. <laughs> so we got the. Yeah, the Jubilees. Sheesh McGee. So you, so, you, so you showed us a picture of him first and then just brought out the real joint, just like, <laughs> that's what we doing now? No, nah, I, I kind of jacked that up. There you go. Yeah, Jubilees. Wasn't expecting me, but definitely. Um, yeah, say it again. What was that? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That, that, no, I, I'm, I'm in the, with, the, with the Jeezy and Jubilees. That, that was cute that you did that. Like, cute. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, but now, um, yeah, now these these joints are dope. They look a lot better in person, um, which you guys will never know about. So, a lot better person. Um, I was a little iffy about this, the the metal logo right here, and then the numbers on the back. I didn't know it's one of those things where the glue will fall them off, whatever, but. No, they don't. Nice. See, yeah. this, this is exactly why people don't don't stay in DC to play to play ball because you got that one cat that always just uh, <laughs> he, he want to play from the team and, and how we was a team. You know, I guess now what we like one for eight now. One of us got him. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jack. I was supposed to show my dad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're witnessing right now. <laughs> yes. Nah, nah, that was good. We good. <laughs> um, that was perfect. We uh. Uh, let's do this real quick before we, before we uh, close up shop. Uh, by the way, anybody watching, so we want to get more interactive with you guys. So when we do this For the Soul segment, uh, if you want to jump on IG and DM, DM us your picks for, uh, for the Soul, uh, send your picks in and we'll show them on the show. Uh, it's all about sneakers at this point. So if you got something you want to send in, send them in. Uh, WRSC Podcast, we are something else on IG. Uh Facebook, I, whatever you want to send it to, um, we got it. So and we'll put it up for you. Um, and so speaking of that, my sneakerhead, but we still still got a couple of slots left in this project. Uh, reach out to econi here one nine six at gmail .com. He is in the comments now, roasting everybody, including me. <laughs> on oh, a yeah. weekly basis. On a weekly basis, but now nah, if you if you want to be part of this dope project, we got planned. Um, looking for Nike or Jordan brand sneakerheads, uh, or at least shoes at this point. Um, hit him up, let him know you're interested, and he'll get back to you with all the instructions. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see, we're our last uh, 
We just gotta keep playing it. Um, but now, um, before we go, I want to just go around and I want everybody to just tell everybody what you're thankful for since we are approaching Thanksgiving or gathering, whatever you want to call it. But uh, just, just go around and just say one thing, two things, whatever's on your heart. I'll start. Um, you know, honestly, in 2020, real thankful for a lot of actual health and happiness. Um, you know, it's, there's definitely, uh, I know I got, you know, some friends close who are dealing with, with losses, um, you know, directly from COVID and everything. So, um, thankful for, for y'all, uh, being able to do this on a weekly basis. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's actually a lot of stuff that I'm thankful for. Gotcha. Hey, you super fly. I'm thankful for my health. I think, nah, I think I know. I'm thankful for my health and the health of my family. But then also we got Biden in the office, so I'm thankful for that. I'm going extra hard this week because it's a crazy day. Oh, shit, we need this every week. If that's <laughs> yeah, man, nah, exactly. It's therapy, dog. Uh, nah, I. Man, that's just everything, like everything what everybody's saying, for real. Like, I think it's just a collective all, like health, you know, the family that we have, the uh, the close friends, uh, people that are in our corner. Uh, definitely this this uh, this platform that we're on. You know, again, I I uh, appreciate y'all brothers for letting me uh, be a part of this. And, you know, it's definitely been a good thing. And, um, you know, the laugh that 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 has to happen you know, uh, every week, if you don't have it, you get it by Thursday for sure. You know, um, other than that, man, just, you know, health, man, just, you know, trying to see another day. Exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm thankful for you guys, um, for what we've been able to put together during this pandemic. Um, I think for all of us to, to get serious about it and realize where this thing can go. Um, I want to thank, all the people that has been part of the Black Business Series thus far, who've actually given us more of a platform to to do something different than what we have been currently doing. Um, then I'm gonna thank my family um, and the health for sure. But uh, everybody watching, definitely want to thank you all for watching because uh, the comments definitely we love it. Uh, very engaging, interactive. So we appreciate those who come in for a second five minutes, the whole show, whatever. If you've been a part of the show, we are grateful and thankful to you and we wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving and we'll be back next Thursday at a regular uh, scheduled time. But uh, that's that's all we got. Yes, sir. You got something else? Peace. Peace.